Welcome to Obey the Grain podcast number 12. 12. Tracy's got all the fingers to count with. (laughs) Some of us took our shoes off a couple of episodes ago, but not Tracy. Not Tracy. But now he's got to take his shoes off, though. That's right. Next time. Next time, shoes will be off. (laughs) Polydactyl is coming back. It's coming back. Was it ever in? Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, to get us started here on this episode, by the way, we just made an executive decision that we're not going to do intros anymore. So you're just going to, if you want to know who we are, you're going to have to go listen to episodes one through 11. Well, see how we start them. If you don't know who we are, then, I mean, what does that say about you? Oh, that's a good point. I never yeah. even thought of it that way. Because <laughs> we're, we're just, you know. Katrina's, Katrina's <laughs> hitting the sauce. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Making stuff up. <laughs> uh, before we get, before we dive in here, uh, I do want to throw out a couple of things, though. Um before we get started, because I've kind of said some of this towards the end of episodes, I wanted to throw this out here in an early episode or in the early part of an episode. Uh, I've just been um, really kind of astounded a little bit, but I've really enjoyed um, the messages that we get from people and the reviews that we're getting and um, just a really good response from people. And I can tell you that it's, it does, you know, help and it makes us feel good when we get that stuff because then we kind of know that like we're, we're reaching people maybe at a, at a deeper level. Is that a fair thing to say? Like some of you people are, some of you people are, are taking us, you know, in your car for an hour drive or we're in your shop, you know, we're in your ears for an (laughs) hour, you know, once a week. And I think, you know, time is precious to people. And I think that that's pretty cool that you let us come into your life for an hour and get to jump in. And so I just, I did want to say thank you to everybody that has reached out and keep sending messages. I mean, they always make us feel good when we get them. And I've had some people kind of, even on a personal level say like, Hey, this story kind of touched me here or, or whatever, you know, a quote that we read meant something to somebody. And that's, I think that's pretty cool. And the other thing I want to throw in there is just, if you're enjoying the show and if you're enjoying what we're doing, um, you know, please share it. Um, just even to one person, you know, find somebody else that you might think, uh, might like following along with us and hearing the discussion that we get into. I agree. I want to just add, you know, we doing these shows, we get to meet people. Yeah. Sorry. The woodworking shows. We get to meet people. And, and this, this past week we got to meet someone uh, who listens to our podcast. A couple people, right? Uh, I think. I think so. He spelled his his name. name. Yeah. Bliss Woodshop. We didn't have enough time to really talk because Shows are crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's always. But that's uh, it, bad. it's uh, as you might say, Justin's very humbling to yeah meet somebody face to face that listens to us jabber on and <laughs> then, <laughs> finds uh, our our conversations, you know, 
worth listening to. It yeah. feels good. Yeah. And I, and, and along with that, I, I think, it's, I mean, we all know that we, uh, we're going to try and get better with our audio here uh, after a little <laughs> bit. So I thank all of you for following along for these first 12 episodes, despite yeah. poor audio quality, you know, and like zero editing. So, um, but it's you been don't want to get I, too slick. You don't want it to get too polished, Justin. That's right. Well, and no, it's so funny. And it's so funny that you should say that, Tracy, because I couldn't think of a better segue into our topic tonight. Like as we it, planned it. it. <laughs> We're so good. This wasn't. We're so good. This wasn't planned, by the way. But this is just a perfect segue. So, Tracy, why don't you go ahead and read us uh, your quote, and so we can get into our topic. That's right. Enunciate clearly. Now, a few. I don't know if anybody here knows. Some people are ashamed to admit this, but I'm a Rush fan. Rush the, the rock band. Oh yes. <laughs> the rock band. Yeah. Um I have a rush lyric that I would like to share from their song Grand Designs. It's it's super eighties synth. Do you era. remember what album it's on? I don't. Mm, it's unfortunate. Sorry, I'm not that I'm not that hardcore of a rush band. Well that's not true, but Continue, please. So much style without substance. So much stuff without style. It's hard to recognize the real thing. It comes along once in a while. And I think that, so, quote's over, this is me again, back to Tracy. Especially in our social media world or Instagram world, there's so much stuff out there that is like glitzy on the surface, but just lacks real substance. It looks good on camera. My my friend Lindsay, I don't know if she listens to the podcast, but she, she was kind of my bestie in high school. And well, we were a little bit boy crazy back then. Back then. And back then. Back then. And we, we, I remember we would be driving around in my 1966 Plymouth Valiant and we'd be going down the road and we'd see these cute boys drive by. And then, you know, we'd be, we'd be watching them from, from, you know, a distance because in Kansas it's flat and you can see pretty far. And <laughs> not quite as far as you can see in central Illinois. That is the way. truth. <laughs> I can see a ways. Oh, oh, he's really cute. He's really cute. I want the one on the left. You can have the one on the right. Blah blah blah. And then um, I'm curious where this is going. This is Don Keller. Well, (laughs) Don Keller. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) and so what up three one (laughs) six represent? But we we would be like, oh, he's so cute. And then as we would get closer, you know, they'd pass and then and then we'd get closer and closer to a stoplight. And then we'd look in there and be like, oh, he's good from far, but far from good. <laughs> and yet you're still making a, a visual judgment. You could be completely off. I could be. I wasn't well, that's what I was that was what it was all about back then. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, that's your first impression is what do you look like? He could have been super nice. It's great for him. Yeah, but yeah, but you you landed the prized pig, Katrina, so Ooh. now you don't have to worry about that anymore. Well, prized pig. I'm not even going to tell that story. Yeah. Prize pig. Prize pork chop. That's right. I'm just going to sit here and gloat silently. You go for it. You go. There you go. There you go. So I'm I'm curious, is is there something that came up recently, Tracy, on why you picked this quote? Why you picked this lyric? No. You've been thinking about this for a, a long there's time. Just, you there's just a lot of stuff again. out there that is, um, like Katrina said, it's it's good on camera or on screen, but um, if you have any experience in the trenches in in any given discipline, you can you, you can identify quality. Yeah, the, what's legit. Yeah, and there's just uh, there's just a lot out there that's not. One thing that really uh, is like out of control that I, in my younger years, I was a fairly serious recreational bodybuilder. I've mentioned a little bit and like the, I don't know if you call it the fitness industry or whatever, but it's like, we've noticed this now that we're traveling, we have to work out at commercial gyms, not our own home gym. And compared to when I was, you know, say 20 years ago when I was younger, um, I think there's like at least 10 times as many people on, on anabolic steroid type, you know, physique enhancing drugs, people who you can tell they don't work out hard, but they're super jacked. I can tell you having never used that stuff, it doesn't come that easy. <laughs> so, I mean, that, and that's just one example. I think that's just, it's becoming more and more of a phenomenon in our culture of um, the, you know, wanting to impress people, wanting to get the, the acclaim without the, the real, the work in the trenches, right? But it, right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I, well, and I, I would, I would guess that that stuff's probably easier to get now too. It's probably yeah. more common and easier for people to get their hands on. Oh, and but you know, I mean, like Instagram is is crazy with that kind of stuff. I mean, I, I try not to even. Yeah. I was too much of that. Uh, it will make you feel horrible about yourself. Bringing yeah. it. To- Woodworking, and I'm not going to name names because honestly, I can't even remember the name. But I was talking to someone a couple weeks ago at one of the shows, and this person he had worked with uh, some some well-known um, maker woodworker. I want to say they were doing a woodworking project, and he was helping this this guy out, and this guy was talking about one of his previous projects and um, my, I'm going to call him my friend is, is an expert in this field. Like he, he knows all about it. He's a legit person. And he knew that this guy had, had done it not quite right um, on camera. And the guy fully admitted he had Photoshopped stuff make it look good to make it look good for youtube or instagram yeah, yeah, for, yeah. for youtube and he he'd done photoshop oh yeah instagram for photoshop and i like they just you just do that and 
Photoshop, I've, I've used Photoshop. You can make those pictures look very, very convincing. So how do you know what's real and what's not? Yeah. You got to well, be. And I, yeah. And I think the, the more competent you get in a certain area, the more you can pick out. And I think the more I literally actually just was, and it wasn't like, it's not somebody that I follow or anything, but I was just looking at something and it's almost like, okay, this is obviously staged, Mm -hmm. but they're not, they're not, but they're not portraying it to be, they're portraying it to be like, oh, this is just what I do. But it's, you know, it was something that I was like, okay, this, I mean, and that type of stuff. I mean, it's not enjoyable for me to follow along with or or watch or see you know and but yeah you can make whatever it is that you want look better you know but I always go back to well then why are you doing it like what's the point of it um is it to literally just get people to click like on your picture like is that why like and then you get maybe more likes and then maybe a few more followers or yeah, something like that. Be a popular contest. Yeah. I mean, other than that, I don't really see, but there's, you know, and I business element yeah. too, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of yeah. people who want to attract brands mm-hmm. to sponsor them, of course, but yeah, yeah, there, there's just whatever the incentive is. There's a, there's a lot of content, you know, just like to wade through to, you know, figure out who, yeah. It was legit. It was really well, and, something. and, and so the, the thing that I'm going to get into is, um, a podcast that I was listening to was talking about this exact same thing about, and I don't even think it was a maker podcast. I think it was a different one that I listened to, but they were talking about the revolution of YouTube and just in general, and just saying about how like, uh, it's, Oh, I think it was actually I, I listened to the Jordan Peterson podcast and I think it was him. And he's talking about how the spoken word now is as powerful as as really it's ever been in the history of mankind. And his point is that when um, when Gutenberg created the uh, printing press, the, yeah, the printing press, that was a huge revolutionary step forward. Right. Because now. Whatever somebody thought, you know, wrote down and interpreted, you could mass produce that and put that information out to a high number of people. Right. And then from there, you know, your information could get disseminated from there. Well, now you can put your, you know, information out there on a five, 10, 20 minute YouTube video and upload it in literally 30 minutes from now. And that information, you know, somebody that's got a huge following can put that out to a million plus people in a few days time, you know? And so his point was that your, the spoken word is now as really as powerful as it's ever been. And the next point that he was trying to make is that, you know, you've, when you write a book, you have book public, you have to go through a publisher and it gets reviewed hundreds of times and, And all of these things, it goes through this pretty strenuous process, right? Well, YouTube, (laughs) you can put up whatever you want, you know, and it's going to be put out there for anybody to see, hear, and whatever it is. And so there's not, 
there's not the filter that is on like something like such as a book, you know. So uh, that's true. Although it is changing. Have you noticed that in the last handful of years that YouTube is, it's it, well. I mean, I want to reiterate that that general point is true, but I'm perceiving a shift away from like small small time um, user uh, generated content to more. You know, the algorithm is favoring those higher view channels quite a bit. Right, right. Correct. But you can still go in and as, okay, you know, you can get yourself to a certain level and put out whatever you yeah. want to a large number of people that does not get filtered through anybody. Now, eventually something can get taken down if it's, you know, bad or something like that. But, but I'm, you know, when you think about the substance that you are creating and content creators that are putting out there, you know, it's, I, I personally, um, I'm not, and I'm by no means am I trying to say that like I have a certain high ground to any of this, but I, if I'm going to put something like what I would consider informative about something, I at least, you know, want to make sure that I'm pretty confident when I'm talking about and not just, and, and, you know, like you guys <laughs> probably saw, I did the ax the other day mm -hmm. and like, that's the first time I've done an ax head. And so I just put it out there. Like, this is my first one. Like I'm not, <laughs> I am, I am very much an ax clown at this point. And <laughs> I am still just, I'm still just playing around. And so, you know, please don't take any of this as like a gospel to how to do anything. <laughs> I did. I wanted to ask you particularly about um, like trends in building. And I want to think of, uh, you know, McMansion type construction, you know, image versus substance. If you had any thoughts on, on stuff that you would see, built, you know, residences being erected that kind of gave you that, that sense of this is just horrid. This is, you know, it's all for show. Um, oh yeah, yeah. If you just if and you that's talk about that, or... and, and right, and and honestly, that's where that's the type of stuff I've wanted to completely get away from. And it's funny, like I literally just had this conversation with someone yesterday on the phone, and um, the th okay, up until I 2008 helped filter out a. I won't say all of it, but 2008 knocked a lot of that stuff down. And when you think about it, um, and I think I've talked about um, a show that I watched on Netflix. I think I shouted it out or I talked about it on one of our earlier episodes, but um, I watched a show called Minimalism. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm not advocating to be a minimalist or if you are, that's great. I'm just, but the show made me think a lot about um, financially how we live and, you know, the types of things, types of daily decisions we make based on this. And in 2008, we were, and, and I, in the two thousands, we were, I was on some builds that I remember thinking, even this is when I was in my twenties. And I remember thinking like, what is the point of this? Like, this is, you know, we're building this, massive place for you know not a large family not people that are really ever going to use this place it really is just big it's not like 
it's not like they were putting like over the top stuff in it, but in an area where we live in, these were multi-million dollar homes. And really all they were was just big and they'd have maybe a bunch of fancy stone or something like that on the front of it. But you walk into the house and they were, they were nothing special. It was lots of drywall, you know, and, and <laughs> well, stone, I mean, just stone veneer, shall we say, right? Right. I mean, it, it really was just, uh, just, uh, something to show off. I mean, you can see it and, and I just, have really gotten wanted to get away from a lot of that type of work and I've enjoyed getting into in the last couple of years I've been able to get into some um, smaller work that's been more meaningful and you know and even something to me um, that I enjoy doing is you know building like a dining room table or something um, that's going to last for maybe a family's lifetime and you think about the dinners that that family's going to have, the the friends they're going to have over, the jokes they're going to tell, the stories they're going to tell, um, all those things that they're going to do together around that table. And to me, like that's a more meaningful project to me. And I, so I want to do a really good job on that. Or you know, a, a smaller room edition where a family's really going to use um, that room, and that room is going to be a focal point of a lot of good times in the next 20 years for that family. Like, that's the type of stuff that I really want to get into and or that I do get into and that I enjoy and I enjoy being a part of. So completely agree with like um, substance over style. And, you know, and you can point the finger at not even just home building, but you can point it at, you know, vehicles or you can point it at other things. But you know, it's, um, you know, you want to impress upon people that whatever it is you're doing has true meaning and has true value and has a real substance to it. That's, that's going to make it worthwhile. So how do you like, and what you guys do with carving and stuff, where do you guys see these lines? Oh, the number one place I see it is in the spoon clown market where um, you'll see like a stupid um, zigzag handle on a spoon cut across a straight grain piece of wood like what what's that about right just to be novel or whatever just to make it look interesting where it makes it very fragile but also it just feels stupid in your hand (laughs) I mean it's to be visually interesting whatever that means, but is it, I mean, should, is it really a functional spoon is being marketed as a, as a piece of actual cookware or, or servingware, but yeah, it's going to snap, yo. <laughs> and it, and it, it's, and like, there's, it's horrible and, in the hands. And <laughs> there's very, there's very much like in a sense like that, there's very much, I think value in, playing around and you know playing around with different ideas and designs and stuff like that you know it's like what you're talking about where it's just obviously contrived for its novel right yeah and not right for any sort of lasting quality it's different if you know you're just like you just said justin just playing around you're trying stuff i've done that i've done things and oh it broke well not going to do that anymore I've, I have yeah. learned a lesson. It, there's, there are lessons to be learned and you have to, to try stuff in order to do that. But when you see a business 
continually making this same design just for design's sake uh, and selling it, that's, that's different. That's, that's, that's kind of the, the style. They're choosing style they, over substance. They don't, they don't make trucky anymore, Justin. Have you noticed that? <laughs> they, trucky they is don't. in the past. Everything yeah, they don't. is like it's zenith, it's optimum of simplicity of design and function and all that. And then, you know, you saturate the market on uh, a truck that will last 30 years and you have <laughs> to sell more trucks to stay in business and you have to focus on other things like making it look snazzy, right? <laughs> making right. it sound tough or something. Or, mm -hmm. Adding the new, the new bells and whistles and and making it, you know, down the road. And, and like, I like to think my first car, I just mentioned it was a 1966 Plymouth Valley and I could do everything on that car. I could change the spark plugs. I could change the oil. I could do everything. There was infinite space inside under the hood. It was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. But everything now, was easy to get to. Everything was easy to get to, but now they've complicated everything in cars, and it's like value improvement. Yeah, value improvement. Uh huh. Thank you, engineers. Value improvement. <laughs> but they, there's a reason they do that. So. Yeah. No. Uh, that's a that's a good point, and everything kind of comes back to the simplicity idea. I think you know. I think when you're talking about keeping things as simple as possible. You're, you can focus on substance and not worry about um, whether something is stylish or something's over the top. And, you know, because sometimes that's the other thing that I see is when I see things that are really over the top um, stylish or something like that, it just makes me think that maybe they didn't, whatever it is, whether it's a car or house or whatever it is, is did they focus on the substance side of things and did exactly. they make sure that things were done correctly or were they so concentrated in making something like fancy from the outside that they didn't they didn't focus on that and that doesn't just you know go for objects and things that we can purchase or use but people as well um oh you're going to talk about plastic people plastic people <laughs> Yes, yeah. I I have impressed upon my children. You don't want a plastic person. There are quality people. I talk to my boys about quality girls. Quality girls. You need a quality girl. <laughs> quality girls. They're not. Or boy, boys. No judgment. That's right. You love who you love, and that's how it goes. But you know, is is this person just wanting all the newest, greatest things and wanting all these fancy clothes and fancy this and, and all that, or are they, uh, do they have character? Do they have substance, you know, or do they need to do their hair up and put makeup on for girls or boys? Do they need <laughs> the, the newest, greatest clothes? Do they need to be trendy? Um, I've, I've never fallen into that, and I, my, I, I heard the term plastic person from uh, a friend I had in high school, and I thought that's perfect. That is, it's just perfect. They're just like little plastic Barbie dolls, and they dress up in whatever clothes. So judgmental. I am judgmental. Everyone's judgmental. Yeah. 
yeah <laughs> but yep yeah plastic plastic people you got to be aware yeah plastic really people are for sure so you know but i and i i would say that the three of us have gotten to meet tons of people with tons of substance that i mean we have we have friends for lifetime yeah that, that have substance true. that that you is know, and that's that i i didn't necessarily i wouldn't have really expected but no. being able to travel and teach and, and meet the people we've met doing this it's like it's been a, a huge breath of fresh, fresh air. air yeah very much so yeah. like a, gives me more faith in humanity than i certainly than i had a few years ago <laughs> right no that's that's a good point and and to jump off that point too is that you know you as we've gotten to meet these people you know, there's, there's people that you can, that sometimes you maybe converse with through Instagram or something like that. And you, you meet somebody and then, but you can kind of, after a while tell that they're like, maybe they're, they're probably not as interested in like conversing and meeting people as much as they are just putting out their Photoshop content or whatever, you know? And it's like, okay, that's fine. But you know, I'm, I enjoy meeting people and I enjoy talking to people and like you guys are doing, you're going to the woodworking shows. We've all been out to maker camp. We've, we've been in classes. A great example. example, If I can interrupt you just for a second, Justin, you mentioned. So initially my first contact with DFM Toolworks with uh, JT, I I couldn't tell. Um, He reached out to me on Instagram. Yeah. And you know, you might have those those fakey type people on there and i i uh i didn't you know give them the consideration i should have just because i was i was hesitant you know but then i met him at makers camp and he's a super solid guy who i mean he's doing awesome work yeah Um, just the kind of people kind of person i want in my life but you know I, i made a bad judgment there when he initially reached out and i I apologize to him, and I, I still feel, you know, <laughs> I feel terrible about that. But we don't always make imperfect judgments initially, and some sometimes, uh, at least for myself, I'll make a, a misjudgment one way or the other. So. Yeah, and I, well, and it's it's hard though, and I think probably people like us, you know, we probably know that if we're, you know, literally just conversing with somebody through Instagram or something for the first time, you know, you're like, eh, okay. You know, but then when you meet somebody in person, I mean, that's a completely different experience, you know, and, and that, that's where your real connections happen. And, but yeah, he, yeah, no, JT is awesome. And I don't, I'll go ahead and say this too, before we move on, but he, um, I'm a high school woodshop teacher and he reached out to me last summer and he was like, Hey, he goes, I just, I, I'm making some stuff here and I'd, I'd like to send you uh some stuff for your class and he asked what my biggest class size was which is about 20 and he sent us he sent us 20 card scrapers he sent me three or four of these little mini squares that he makes he sent us burnishers um stickers i gave out to the students like he just really like i could tell was just trying to help us out and and I just like things like that to me go such a long way and, uh, to somebody yeah, like he's I a had very even... genuine, very generous person. And, uh, and I, you know, my, my first reaction was, okay, what's this guy's angle. Right. And so I, I kind of blew him off and I, I totally 
Yeah. Well, and really like I said, I mean, like yeah, but, right. Yeah. But I mean, and, and, but I, but what you had told me though, Tracy, is that you couldn't quite tell the first time maybe you guys were talking through Instagram was you couldn't quite tell like how big of a shop he was or how big, because his stuff is so high quality, you know, that's, and then you true. meet him and you, and you realize like the first, when I kind of first saw his stuff, I was like, oh man, this is a pretty, like the quality of his stuff and the way he's putting it out and branding it and packaging it. I'm like, this is a, this is a pretty high production shop here. And then you meet him and it's, it's pretty much him. And I think he's got one or two people helping him. And, like assistance. And, or yeah. And he's like, just, he's, he's doing what he's doing, what he loves. He's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's doing what he loves. He's doing what he's good at. And um, I just am just, yeah, with the stuff that he does, I'm just completely impressed with the quality of what he does. So, yeah, but that's a really good example. But then, and I'll, I'll tie him into this. I think the people that really just knock it out of the park are the people that can tie both of those things together. Like number one, they take care of the substance and they take care of the content and the information and, and everything they have is, is truly substantial. But then they have the artistic ability and, you know, the wherewithal to either tie a project in together that is, that looks, uh, that is aesthetically eye appealing and, you know, good branding, good marketing. And when you tie all those things together, I mean, I think those are the, those are the people that really get yeah, through. The, and this. that's the, the quote, the lyric, the real thing, it comes along once in a while. But you yeah. know, separating that from the from the background noise sometimes is is not very straightforward. And the, the right. longer you're alive on Earth, the more cynical you get, and the <laughs> that's me. Uh, the filter it gets it gets clogged, and sometimes that I mean it takes a while for that real stuff to get through. Yeah, absolutely. And it is easy to get into a position where. Um, you do feel either cynical or, you know, like you said, Tracy, like what's this person's angle or, you know, or whatever it is. And, and that's, that's a lot harder of a, of a filter to, to get settled through like social media. I've, I've reached out to some people, you know, some people through social media and I've been blown off and you know what? I can't blame them a bit. Nope. Cause they're thinking, what's this guy's angle? You know? Yeah. Yeah. But I figure if it's meant to be, I'm going to meet this person someday. And when I do, we'll see that I'm just like, I, there's been a couple of times where, um, I mean, I could say that I've, there's been a couple of times where I've reached out, like maybe somebody's doing like a home remodeling project or something like that. And I've kind of reached out and been like, Hey, you know, uh, here's something to think about next time you do that or something like that. And I can tell they, they didn't take it in the way that I intended it to be taken. Like, you know, or like, Hey, reach out if you have any other questions or if there's something I could help out with, let me know. But that's hard to convey through social media, you know, that, that attitude or mentality. And, and I think sometimes people can read it as somebody's trying to mind dump on me and I don't want it or need it. And so, you know, there's uh, that other side of it. True. So, 
Anyways, uh, do you guys have anything else on this matter? What are you thinking? Hmm. Is there any personal situations that you well, can you know, think so, of? So somebody, I wanted to mention that it is like, could easily be perceived as um, all image, who is not, is, you know, pretty active on Instagram, organic archer. And I don't know if I've mentioned him, but he basically, like, he makes self-bows. not just self, but mostly self bows, right. meaning he will split a log to follow the grain, got to respect that, right, and carve a really high-quality archery bow out of it, right, makes makes his own arrows. He's a young guy, and he's all, he's all jacked. He's like an ex-Marine, so, it, you know, he's, uh, he's looking buff in a lot of his pictures, and you think, look, it almost looks like they hired an, uh, an actor or a model to do some of the the, the shoots. But no, he's, he's just like a real dude. <laughs> no, I mean, seriously, he's, like, he's driven to to master his craft and very thoughtful. Um, I've, I've messaged him back and forth a little bit. I'm trying to get a, a, a better draw knife in his hands. He's got this ultra crappy Menards draw knife. It's very sad. And I don't make prejudgments on you know, cheap tools. Sometimes they're okay. Like I'm using a Harbor Freight hatchet in my spoon carving demos, right? It's okay. It, it, you know, give it a test. It, it works. But the, the Menards draw knife is junk steel. It will not hold an edge. And that's what he's using. <laughs> Organic archer to, to rough out his bow stakes. And like, he's going to be so frustrated know, with that on the daily. So <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 try, I'm trying to get a decent, draw knife in his hands and uh he's gonna trade me some bow sticks basically if, if, if that deal works out he's gonna be traveling well, that'll be good. the city he's a fellow midwesterner too yeah, so yeah, you he's, gotta... not, he's not far away so where's where's he at in, in kansas near, near omaha i think yeah in nebraska oh, okay. and he's gonna be doing an event um this spring and we'll be passing through kansas city so hopefully we can do a, do a trade um it'll work out for for both of us, but um, I think you guys mentioned him a few. I'm, I may have, but like, yeah, he's he's somebody that I I definitely respect his his uh, ethic and. But you might not approach. think that if you just glance right. at you know just do a mm-hmm. a flip through of his Instagram, you might not necessarily think that uh, he's as full of substance as he is. Which. I guess I maybe am especially sensitive to this because in, in my younger days uh, as a, a bodybuilder type, so many people made the judgment on me that, you know, I'm, a, I'm some meathead that, you know, I, you know, don't have any sensitivity or intelligence about me. Maybe it's true. I don't know. Maybe it's true. Like this guy's well, definitely not a, a scientist. You're thick headed. So. <laughs> Um, so, but I could see somebody thinking that about organic archer, for instance, or, or that he's a, a model hired to portray that role, not, not, not the real deal. He's a real deal. Check him out. All right. Well, yeah, we'll have, we'll have to get on that for you. Um, but yeah, I, um, uh, I think it, this has been a good topic and it's, Definitely something that's important, especially in social media. And I can, 
Um, I, you know, even as a high school teacher, <laughs> there's some days where, you know, it's, I, I try and impress upon kids. Like the, the most important thing is, is the process that you're trying to understand, you know, like, like, uh, all my freshmen, well, not my freshmen, but my intro classes, because I can have anybody that hasn't taken woods directly goes into my intro classes. And there's some students that, you know, they'll work on a project for a couple of weeks and it won't be done right. Uh, or I, I shouldn't say that it won't look quite right because they, you know, they screwed some things up along the way and it just couldn't, they couldn't get some things to look right in the end. And, you know, they really made, they made a decision along the way that added a lot of work to themselves at the end. But when they start truly understanding the process of, you know, why did we do it this way? Or, you know, why did we use this tool at this stage and not this tool here, you know, then they're getting the substance, you know, even though the box may not look quite right, but they have such a better understanding of the process going through that project. And so that's another example of substance over styles because it may not look like they understood the project, but by the end of it, they understand way more of it than, than a lot of people do, you know, or, or a lot of people would. So that's, that's another example just because something doesn't look quite right. Doesn't mean that there wasn't substance to be had or gotten. Yeah. If that, if that makes sense. Right on. So, but yeah, we're all just trying to figure it out along the way. Just swinging it. Well, let me ask you, I was thinking about this earlier uh, in terms of being a builder. Is this quite right, Justin? <laughs> is it quite right to stucco directly as an exterior, directly over rigid foam without any, without any sheathing? What do you mean, rigid foam? I mean, like, that, that like pink, I mean, like, one stuff? inch or one and a quarter inch thick foil back, rigid pink foam. Oh, that was, Oh, is that a, is that an acceptable building practice? To mm, I've never, hundred percent. I've never stuccoed before, but I would say no. <laughs> Normally, there's a, there's yeah, a, there's a big uh, neighborhood in, in Overland Park, Kansas. A build, you know, like it's a, just, it's a suburb of Kansas City. Yeah, one of the, one of the kind of fancier uh, parts of the parts of the Kansas City area where these huge, you know, voluminous houses like the ones you were talking about. Like, what? Who needs all this space? Who needs a ten foot ceiling in their basement? Right? Mm -hmm. uh, we do. <laughs> I, I we do. You guys <laughs> could use a ten foot basement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We need the commercial building, <laughs> but um, this whole neighborhood is built with uh, the exteriors are just stucco over rigid foam. So they, they oh, look yeah. super fancy, but it's, you know, we're in tornado territory, right? Like it's, it's like right. watertight. Like it doesn't seem like it's kind of weather very well, I mean, regardless of tornadoes. It just doesn't seem... Uh, I got to work Sturdy. on some of this because in the last several years of you know trying to make ends meet, I have a, a friend who's a handyman in Kansas City. Uh, it is really fun to work with, but um, some of the stuff we've gotten into is yeah, repairing a bunch of the, the trim that was rotting and stuff, and 
there's like there's nothing to sink a fastener into. Yeah, it's just yeah. digital <laughs> in those yeah. areas. But uh, on oh, there's and a little example. Yeah, I mean, well, and it, kind of to highlight the the overall message that you're trying to say is like there's you know I know some you know the HGTV type stuff that you see that. You know, that's there's a, that's a great example. Yeah, what we're talking about. Like I, like I can, I like I've been in houses that I know were poorly built, or you know, there's huge code violations going on with utilities, or or something like that. But you know what? Drywall can cover up a lot, <laughs> and and that's not, you know, that's kind of a scary thought. But that's true, you know. And there's a perfect example of substance over style. You know, there's and it always kind of drives me crazy that you know sometimes you got friends or somebody like that that wants to go look at a house and you're like okay here are the here's the five things that you need to really pay attention to in this house you know and then they'll but they'll go on about like oh well i just love the colors or something like that it's like we can paint it whatever color you want but like look you've got cracks in the foundation or you know i mean you know, there's just there's some things that you can see for the foreseeable future that are going to create huge problems for you. But, you know, but again, substance over style. So, But uh, well, good. Yeah. You want to get into our do gooders? Well, I'm I'm just going to stick right with my theme and um, posthumously elect Neil Pert, the drummer and lyricist for Rush as my do gooder. He's just an extremely thoughtful person, and a lot of his lyrics read more as poetry um, to me, and he's just got me through. I'm going to agree with that. I've never been a Rush fan. Um, The music is, well, (laughs) you just have to have a special ear to hear it, although I will say I read You don't like today's Tom Sayi? That one's not too bad. And I'll be honest. Um, so so Tracy's a big fan. And I've taken it upon myself to try to enjoy Rush. And uh, before I moved to Kansas City, I was repainting my house. The whole house. Like every room on the inside except my bedroom. And that was a lot of rooms all by myself to paint. So I would pop on YouTube and I was just going through album after album of various bands and I picked Rush the album Counterparts and that one that one is good that one made me cry the the lyrics are they they can kick you in the feels and um especially when like you read them like poetry and read them slow and really understand them like Neil Peart he he knows how to how to hit the human. He, um, th- this was years ago, but he lost his teenage daughter to in a, in a car accident, and then I think maybe from within five months of that, also his wife succumbed to cancer. cancer. So yeah. I mean, he just went through a, a real horrible, you know, magic going through that. Yeah. Um, so. He's written some about dealing with that, but also uh, at least two books that I know of. One was about doing a bicycle tour across West Africa 
I guess you can afford to do that. You can take an hour long off when you're a rock star right. and, and afford to go do that. But nevertheless, it, it's a cool adventure to, to read about. Just very in, interesting, thoughtful person who who's added a lot of, you know, a lot, a lot to my life through his music. Didn't we read something about how when Rush was first formed, like they, they just wanted to be this cool rock band, right? No. And then... I don't think so. But go ahead. But when subdivisions, mm-hmm. like when that came out, oh, yeah. that was a cha- right. yeah, that was a changing point, and he he realized that his lyrics could touch people. Yeah. And really. I thought you were going somewhere else. But yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay, thank you. And he recently, in the last couple of months, I think a few months, died of brain right. cancer. Yeah. Neil yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I think you're right. So, okay. Uh, my do-gooder is actually it's a place um, that I I really don't know a whole lot about it other than I just follow it on Instagram and Facebook. But I I think any of our listeners would be interested to look this place up. Uh, it's called Sovereign Hill. Have you guys heard about this? No, I've not. There's, I think the two of you would really enjoy this because this is like right up your alley with uh, um, a lot of your homesteading type stuff that you guys get into and and handmade things. And but uh, Sovereign Hill is in Australia, and um, I can try and I'll try and get the description here and read it. But Sovereign Hill is it's in Australia, and it's basically it's an out. They call themselves an outdoor museum. And it's basically set in the year 1850. And I think from, I I think through their spring into their fall, and even I think they're open year round, but they just, they put on live demonstrations. I think they do a lot of blacksmithing, hand carving. Um, But the one that's caught my eye, and I've seen several videos they do, but they have wheel rights where they have, they're making like steel wheels. And so they put on live demos and I think people just kind of come through on the weekends and they watch these things. I know they're kind of big. I think there's wherever they're at in Australia, there's still gold that they're finding. Like, I think it's really small, like flex and people can come in and actually like search for gold through their, um, like through, I guess a river or something that they have on the property. But, um, so it's just kind of like a cool thing that they have set up and they said it's the year that it's like supposed to be set in the year, um, 1850. So we would call it like history museum, right? Yeah. And, uh, so here's the description. Like if you go on their website, which they have one, um, but it says like experience the 1850s, a day at sovereign Hill is a day filled with fun adventure uh, discover all the action and excitement of life as it was in the 1850s, Ballarat, uh, maybe Ballarat. I don't know. I think that's the, a town in Australia or Ballarat. city in Australia, Ballarat. Um, during the greatest alluvial gold rush the world has ever seen, Sovereign Hill is a living museum with working exhibits brought to life by costume characters and over 40 horses. Set on 25 acres, the original mining site. Sovereign Hill is a gold fields town with shops, hotels, theater, schools, factories, a gold digging, and underground mines to explore. Sovereign Hill is an easy, uh, that's just talking about how far of a drive it is from Melbourne. 
It says it's 90 minutes from Melbourne. I don't care how far it is from Melbourne. How far is it from Minear? That's what I need to know. Like, how far do we got to go? I've been to Australia. I spent five <laughs> months there, mostly in Melbourne. So, Are you uh, serious? Yeah, when I was a student. Last well, month that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, well, so anyways, I but I just... Back, I'm checking that place out. I, yeah, I love I, Australia, and I love Australians. I feel like a, like a, I don't know, a, a kinship of sorts that I don't have with with my own country as much as I do Australians, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, I bet that's super cool. Uh, do you have do you have uh, uh, rel- do you have past relatives that were criminals? <laughs> I do not, but I did go visit a. Uh, a air quotes haunted prison. Oh, okay. Port Arthur, there where where some of those original convicts were housed. Yeah, no, but anyways, I I would throw out to any of our listeners though I would go look them up. Sovereign Hill, just how it sounds, and it's uh they do have a Facebook page and they have an Instagram page and but. They put up a video the other day of them, their wheel rights, making their wheels, and it's pretty cool. It's that, a pretty cool video. That is the wheel rights in, in Cooperage. That's fascinating to me. That's a aspect of woodworking I, I'd love to understand more about. Yeah. So, anyways, go look them up. Um, a couple of things here before we get – before we wrap up here. Uh, so, funny – story that i have here if i can find it um so uh somebody that we all met out at makers camp uh uh jason figurito remember him dark he's dark stage forge he was out at Makers okay. camp. I know you guys met him yeah, I, I, so i apologize to anyone if i don't recognize you immediately we've met so many people and their <laughs> instagram names are not necessarily their you know, they're, they're in, in line with their no, mm-hmm. but anyway, if you yeah, go follow Jason though. Uh, he's a phenomenal blacksmith out in Boston, I believe. I know he's in Massachusetts, but I think he's in Boston. But uh, anyways, but he was pit pit bull spit who left us our review last week. He sent me a message. He's like, hey, he's like, I'm enjoying the podcast, and by the way, I'm pit bull spit. So I was like, oh, okay, so. But, uh, yeah, I wanted to read our review of the week, uh, if I can get it here. Yeah, you need, like, and a theme song, like a ding, 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 review of the week. You're right. We do need one. We have it now. There it is. <laughs> there it is. There it is. We'll just cue Thanks, you. Thanks, Katrina. <laughs> so, Okay. Um, this is from, ooh, somebody else I don't know. Snake1411. Snake1411. Great show with three wonderful folks. Have enjoyed listening to each show so far. Things will only get better as time goes on. (laughs) My only, well, my only criticism so far is it sounds like someone fidgets with a tape measure during the shows. (laughs) Justin. Tracy. No, and I promise you, I'm pretty sure it's just my uh, my cord for my headphones. But yeah, I know what they mean. But Patrick I don't have a tape measure. Like juggling poker chips. Yes. Who I think did Patrick tell us that? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Gotten that one. So 
hopefully, folks, we'll get better at audio. But please um, go leave us a review. If you are within earshot of this podcast, go on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review because I've only got one left to read, which I will read next week. But after that, we're really going to be searching. So go on and tell us what you think. Give it. Here's the deal. Give us five stars and then and then give us the real upfront <laughs> answer. And JT, if uh, if you want to tell us what you think of Tracy, please like come on and like tell us tell us what you're first. JT shoots it straight. He's um, I know. So JT, tell us tell us what your first impressions of <laughs> what what was what did it feel like when Tracy blew you off? <laughs> so. We're only kidding. We we can kid because we're all friends, so yeah. it's all good. But all right. Well folks, uh thanks for listening. Tracy Katrina, you guys got anything you want to add here at the end? I just want to say we we've had a really good week uh here in New Jersey. We've only got two more shows, but we we saw a bunch of people this past week and I just kinda wanna throw those out. Let's see, we just saw Nick. Uh, and his son, Tech Ed Fireman, who stayed and helped us clean up yeah. and pack up, that was like immeasurably helpful. Um, we'd probably still be out. there right now. Um, we were taken out to dinner by Bill and his his awesome, amazing driver wife, Kim, and and their daughter. Uh, Bill is Paws Treasures on Instagram. They took us on a. <laughs> Brief sightseeing tour of, of New Manhattan York City, most of Manhattan Island. Yeah. We took us through Times Square. We got to see Freedom Tower. We saw the, and the bridges. Like, my neck is sore from gawking out the windows for right, and looking know, up and two hours. Yes, and, it, was it was awesome. Awesome. I felt I felt completely safe with a, a native uh, driver or a native. Her city driver. driving <laughs> reflexes are amazing. <laughs> So it, it's, yeah. it's really, uh, yeah, gets you a little bit for Clint. Yeah, that was that was awesome. But you also saw a couple people. I don't think I got to see them. Um, there's somebody I had to write, write down. Uh, somebody I met at Maker Maker's Camp who I didn't even recognize his, recognize him initially, but on Instagram, Blackthorn Concepts, and. Ed Johns, who I've been uh, talking to on Instagram for a while, took one of my classes. Yeah. So it's good to meet him in person. And we see Paul Jackman like every other week when we're doing the working shows. Hardly ever get the time to talk, which would be cool to talk shop once in a while. But... Yeah. Last week, Jackman brought us some shirts. That was super cool. Oh, yeah. I did a story on that. Yeah. They're, they're great shirts. And then TC Timber Arts, he, he hangs out at the shows too. Um, doing stuff for Arbor Tech and it's just you're talking about substance like the people we meet doing these shows and and it they're real they're all real okay and you got you guys got to hang with shelter build oh yes we did they were uh did right they do a demo yeah did they did they have well, some stuff up they they have a a shelter kind of they're they're Booth space has a, they do a little timber framey thing right there. Mm -hmm. It's already pre done, so they just assemble it really. 
Um, yeah, so people they, can just kind of like walk up and see it. It, it is. It's a very cool together. space. Yeah. Um, and then they do a, a chainsaw demo. Unfortunately, we're like booked down to the minute and we have almost never a chance to go see the other cool stuff that's going on. Yeah. Even when it's right next to us. Half the time. So, yes. Yep. They're there. Yeah, they're right next to us this week. So, yeah, they... Um, I'm intrigued by a lot of the stuff they do. They do some pretty cool stuff. So I saw your picture with her and I was like, oh, that's awesome. (laughs) Yep. Yep. And that was, uh, I got a text. Someone from the woodworking shows needed a picture for that post and uh, sent it like earlier today, but we're just always so busy. I didn't even have a chance to check it until almost five o'clock. And fortunately um, the, the woman in the picture, her name is Blueberry. And fortunately I was able to go over there and say, Hey, hey, I need a picture. And so um, I ran over there and we did that. And we were both all like sweaty and <laughs> all frazzled from a <laughs> weekend of, yeah, a weekend just, of work. Just, just, hey, substance over style. It was real. That was a real picture. That's, that's really what we look like after a day of work. So <laughs> that's right. That's right. And, so the final thing I want to end this on real quick, we'll get out of here, but uh, I've put up a couple posts and stuff on Instagram this last week, but if anybody is interested, we, Tracy, Katrina, and I are planning on doing a couple classes out at my place again this spring, summer, possibly fall. I don't know. We've talked about probably at least doing two. Um, I think it would be fun to do kind of like one of the first classes you did at Jimmy's, which was like an axe class, like where we restore and refurbish an axe head and then rehandle it. I think that would be a fun class. And then the other one that I think a lot of people would really enjoy and get a lot out of too, is the backyard processing, Tracy, that you I agree with that. I agree. That seems to be people are pretty jazzed about that. Like this morning, it was probably 30 straight minutes of just questions because people have been trying stuff and, not having much success and that's exactly where i was years ago not not very long ago honestly yeah but like like we talked about though when we talked about it is that i think that's something that so many people can get a lot out of because instead of going and buying walnut at five six dollars a board foot you know that's uh six and a quarter or something like that you know at a local yeah, let's a local hardware store or dollars foot. It's it's going up. Right. But right, but when you know, hey, my neighbor has a walnut tree they're cutting down and if you can go process it down into a lot of people have garages and stuff like that for shops. If you know, if you start figuring out how to process that lumber, you're going to save yourself a lot of money. And by the way, it's actually it's a ton of fun to it learn is. how to I do think that. That's up with a, a much deeper appreciation for not only the wood as a material, but for the tree, for the whole ecology of it. So, yeah, it's, it's really rewarding. Yeah. So definitely um, be in touch for those dates, and we'll talk more on it, and we'll, we'll get something figured out here soon. But, all right. Well, that's, all, that's okay. only your call, so you just tell us when to show up. And we'll- all right. All right. Well, it's going to be fun, and we'll get that figured out very soon. And we'll put it out there. And I've had a lot of people message me about it. So I, I think I think it'll get draw good interest again. So it'll be fun. But anyways. All right. Well guys, I think that's a that's an exclamation point on this Sunday. 
that's a wrap. That's what they say right. when in the fancy shows, right? That's a wrap. Yay. All right. Hey, you all, you two have a great week. Everybody else listening, have a great week. Be safe. Other than that, this is.